Trying to save your souls from damnation So if you down with the message Tune in every week It will lead you to the message that you seek Uh Shout out to everybody we that's live. been watching. Shout out to everybody that's been supporting. This <laughs> is The Real Word. We're in Season 9, Episode 9. My name is Ricard Jr. Well, and I'm here with... Tamel Hall. You know what I'm talking about? Aye, 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 aye. And we're here with three special guests that's here re- with us remotely via Zoom. Introduce yourself. Hey. I'm Michelle Renee DeBellis. I'm the author of The Music We Make. Ladies first, yes. <laughs> My name is Jason Pike. I'm the narrator and the author of A Soldier Against All Odds. Mm. Yes. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I forgot. Yeah, um, sorry. My name is uh, Mike Rick. I'm here uh, just listening in. Uh, if, if anybody needs me to talk about anything, just let me know. I'll be here. Um, just, just happy to be here. I appreciate just, uh, it. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yo, Mike, me and you have the same name. You're a car. Yeah, uh, I, I was wondering about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got the same one. What's the odds of well, that? We might be related from a different... Uh, another yes, mother. You're, you're my brother from another mother, yeah? <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's, that's, that's hilarious. Uh, because uh, Rick is a very uncommon name. I know, I know. So, yeah. Wow. wow. All right. Yeah, I, I actually inherit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's, uh, oh, that's. We didn't even start with our yeah. shot. Nice to meet you, brother. Oh. This shot song to you. Yeah, we, we usually start with our, our cup, you know, we sip our cup and talk. <laughs> <laughs> toast, man. Okay. All right, toast. I got my cup, so. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Mm. All right, toast to the real world. All right, toast to the real world. <laughs> so shout out to all you guys for being here with us. If you're watching at home on the Brick Network, shout out to the Brick Network. You can catch us there every Tuesday and Thursday. Also on hit Facebook. Hit them with the whole thing again. <laughs> real quick. Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube. Just Google The Real Word Ministries, Inc. You'll find us. Donate. Dollar sign The Real Word, Inc. Um, Especially if y'all wanted to keep going, man. All right, well, facts. It's, it's still going to go. God willing. So we're here with very special guests from very diverse backgrounds. First one, I want to dive into Jason because I read a little bit up on your bio. Um, you were saying that you was in a hole full of animal doodle and you was hoping that that wouldn't be the last moment of your life. So tell the people about that. That's the intro. Yup. You're coming in hot. Yeah. Uh, I've got a book full of crazy stories. And you're talking about just one of those stories and... Uh, 
if you don't, I'll just go into what happened and we're almost drowned in shit. You know? <laughs> Why? How? I know it's probably something not many people want to see, but I got, I, I'm a, I'm a visionary. You know, I need to, I need to, how did that all plan out? So I'm a soldier in South Korea. And Respect. My brother, my brother did some time. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I was walking along at night uh, in South Korea looking for points. I was reading a map. Um, a lot of times we had exercises of trying to find ourselves through the woods and through rural areas with a map and a compass, and it was an exercise. And oh, you was looking for girls. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, and survival, you know. <laughs> well, same thing. And there was other soldiers <laughs> that were sporadically out there doing the same thing, but I bet. this <laughs> same thing, right? Me <laughs> and but uh, I was. We're not talk, supposed to talk to each other. It's it's kind of a test to try to find your way through the woods. And uh, mm. I was walking on this rice paddy uh, on this rice bank, and uh, I slipped into the ditch uh, full of shit. It was a cesspool. Oh, and wow. I threw my neck in it. All right. All right. That's not. That's an accident. I thought you know it was like war. Like <laughs> so. So how'd you yeah. get out? Well, I I thought I was drowning at the time, and I was. I was going down under it, neck deep. Oh, okay. uh, it must have been like ew, nasty quicksand. <laughs> oh god. That was kind of a yeah. That was sort of like a quicksand material. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And I was just going down and. uh at the time, I thought, you know, That's I didn't you know, <laughs> pooping pipe, you know, guys on the, you know, up on the border of South Korea and North Korea, just because that's where the exercise was at. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I was going down and I was thinking, you know, I've never had a family. I'm still a young man and uh, I can't die like this. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was, lots of things were going through my head. I didn't, uh, and so... Uh, well, so I started to caterpillar up out of it and get on top mm -hmm. and then eventually get on to dry land and get out of it. And, but it wasn't over at that point. Um, so I laid on my back and I'm thinking, why does this shit happen to me? <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> so, uh, Real life shit. <laughs> I was feeling thankful because I got I didn't drown in shit. And, Respect. Uh, but you know, I had another problem. I wanted is to deal with for his I life? Wanna, yeah. So I didn't want to be known as pooping pike, and uh, because if people found out, it would I would be the laughing stock. Your reputation, Jesus. Yeah, reputation. <laughs> uh, They'd be dogging me all. It'll be known forever. So I wanted to. Now I wanted to keep it a secret, but I had to figure out how to do that because mm. they told us. Those shoals were out there because that's what they used to fertilize the crops. And if you fell into it, you'd be medically evacuated out by a helicopter. <laughs> wow. A medical situation. Mentally, oh. yeah. <laughs> Forget about the physical. Even mentally, I'll be going through it, man. <laughs> like, get to the chopper. <laughs> like, I need a shower, man. I need a shower. <laughs> So I was life. facing a different problem after that. I wanted to save my face. I wanted to save my embarrassment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I saw a small light at a house. And uh, it was a Korean family, I think, uh, and I, probably a farmhouse. So I was walking toward it, that light. I could barely see it out there. And I didn't know if I was walking toward heaven or hell, but I was going to go somewhere to find a way to get some help. Some peace. And I knocked on the door. <laughs> 
I knocked on the door of the complete stranger and uh, spoke some Korean. Did a little bit of sign language and stuff, a little broken English. And uh, I have a question. How did you um, learn Korean? Did you pick it up in school or it was just... Um... I lived six years in Korea. Okay, so yeah, that's some history there. All right. Yeah, so I, I had three different tours over there. Of course, they were all non-combat, but uh, but still, it's a it's a high-profile area. Okay. There's a lot of soldiers that go to South Korea. Less than know another language, another world. <laughs> so they let so you shower and gave you clothes? No, yeah, but I did. She motioned me to to, to strip down completely naked. I don't want to talk about this no more, man. <laughs> he got to, I want to he talk, found the house he was looking for all night long. <laughs> we already know how the I story is. I so much darkness. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was at night, actually. It was probably about 10 o'clock at night. And it's even getting darker. Michelle, what, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I also had an experience where I thought, oh gosh, I don't want this to be the way that I die. I don't want this to be the last thing that happens before I die. And that was that I was in a really crazy car accident. A friend of mine bought a Porsche that day and mm. thought he was the coolest guy in the world and wanted to prove it to me and um, mm. crashed it with me in the car. Mm. And that Dang. was sort of one of those events in my life where um, I took that and ended up using it as part of I the imagine level Miami, I imagine Miami, South Beach. <laughs> Michelle, Michelle's a passenger princess. <laughs> Michelle, you a passenger princess well, so in the Porsche. In, in the story that I wrote, the, the, in, in the opening scenes of the book, there is an accident in which my character, Santiago D'Angelo, um, survives an accident that his mother dies in. And so just like me in real life, where I survived that accident and went on to have surgery after surgery after surgery and lots and lots of opiate prescriptions, um, that's something that my character experiences as well. Mm. And so it was sort of a matter, and because the character is a musician, um, he ultimately turns to music to heal himself from the pain of the grief and also the pain of um, the addiction to the opiates that he experiences after that car accident. Mm -hmm. And let's go back now, because you mentioned that you was in the car accident as well on the porch, and I noticed a piano right behind you. Are you into music as well? So I love music. You love music, right? You look like the kind of guy that loves music. We all do. But <laughs> Who I doesn't do? love music? We all so do, right? <laughs> music is a universal thing. It's Jason, a, it's you love music? Enjoy life. What's that? I was asking Jason, sorry, <laughs> if he loved music. <laughs> yeah, I love, uh, I usually listen to country music. Okay, so everybody got a music genre. Yeah, everybody <laughs> has a music that they love. So yeah. for me, music is just something I've always been passionate about, but I don't write music. My husband does. Mm -hmm. And... The song that in my book, there is a song which you can listen to. It's called Bird of Paradise. Mm -hmm. and it's a real song. It's on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, you know, anywhere you can stream music. You can type in Bird of Paradise by Dominic DeBellis mm -hmm. and you'll find the song. And around the time that I was in Saxon, my husband had lost <laughs> his mother and she was, or he was writing a song that she inspired. So it was a sort of inspiration that came to him from the other side. Mm -hmm. She sent him these notes, the musical notes. And so that's an element of my story as well. But all this time that I was convalescing from this intense accident that I was in, I was hearing my husband play the piano. And if you say there's a piano in the house and it was always being played, he was always playing this gorgeous song, Bird of Paradise, but it never went anywhere. The music never went anywhere. He never made any progress on it. And years and years went by. And it was always- This is your husband now? Enough. Yeah, it's my husband now. Yeah, we've been for, married for about 20 years. Congratulations. And, um, and that's about how long it took us both to <laughs> <laughs> to write the, the book and the music, but um, 
there was this gorgeous song and me wanted to write a novel and I thought, you know what? I want to help him understand what it is that is this uh, like emotional block, this creative block mm. to making progress on this gorgeous piece of music. And so the character that I developed was someone who could show him the mistakes that he was making or, mm -hmm. or how to overcome that. Just like we all have things that we need to overcome. And most of it, everything is, don't you find that it's like really between you and you? You know what I mean? We're our, we're our biggest yeah. opponent in life. And, and um, I knew what my opponent was, you know what I mean, in terms of making progress. And it was like, okay, it's time to defeat that and, and write my novel. And so for him, it was about defeating that and writing a song. So Michelle, so, why don't you guys mix that together? Like, why don't you make your demons mesh? As in like, like a music video, whereas like you're writing the script of the music video and he's making the music to the music video. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's a really cool idea. Yeah, that would be we, cool. um, What was really cool about it along those same lines is that, you know, I spent years writing this novel and he spent years writing the song, but when it came time for him to finish the song, it was like I had been working on the book, working on the book, and we were coming back around to the scene where the book, the song was being written, right? And I'd, I'd made it up in my mind, and I'm like, now the song actually has to get written so that the lyrics of the song are actually in the book. And so I said, honey, it's time to write the, trying to write the song. He was That's like, you know, nice. I'm, a, I'm a businessman. I don't have time to be an artist. And I said, you know, and it was like the middle of COVID. I said, you know what I really feel like you do, you know? And um, ultimately in a couple of sessions, he did end up writing the song. And that was at the same time that I finished the draft of the novel. So we did, like you said, kind of um, defeat our demons at the same time and actually make, make the creative art. Mm. Yeah. Was there a baby coming after that? <laughs> yeah, we, we do, right? Because these things are like things. But, but you know, it's funny you say that because we have two children, a 16-year-old son and a 13-year-old daughter. But I, Curry, chose to have, I chose to have my baby and we built a company together and we did that first. So sort of like we did those things and, you know, they were grown up before I said, okay, now I'm going to be an artist. I'm going to give myself permission to be an artist mm -hmm. now yeah. that I've achieved those things. Mm -hmm. We were just talking earlier about, um, when we was driving here, talking about, man, doesn't it feel like we have to, like, portray ourselves on social media? Mm -hmm. Like, it kind of, like, I have to have a profile, you know? I went from... Right, I feel like you don't exist if you don't have a social media Yeah, profile. it's like... I for, it... one, I, for one, am feeling less and less connected to mine. Really? <laughs> the way that I originally started it out to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and the same thing here. I feel like I don't want to be connected to it, but I kind of have to have a profile mm -hmm. in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's that the job is in a business aspect, I got to have a LinkedIn. So that people a, can find a way to, can yeah. find a way to you, right? Yeah. You have like a landing point. It's almost like we don't exist if we don't have a okay. social media profile. But I'm sort of stepping back and going, okay, wait a minute. It's not true. How much of a distraction has my social media page been? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you sort of like there, you get you get addicted to it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? In mm -hmm. terms of of attracting an audience or connecting with people yeah. or being liked by people. I feel you know like what you I mean? have no it's, choice. You know, well, at least that's how I feel. In today's society, we kind of have to stay connected to the news, the media, the feeds, everything. Mm -hmm. doom, 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 doom. You know, it's quick, 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 quick. Honestly, religion is what holds us together, some type of, you know, constant faith. I run every morning, 6 a.m. in the morning, I see the sunset, and it'd be a new picture to me, you know? So it's always a reminder me that, you know, God exists first mm. before, you know, technology take over. <laughs> 
Right. No, I like to go on a walk every day too, and I sort of say to myself, "Yeah, let me find let me find the beauty of the natural world because the the technological world that we all live in is just so draining." Yeah. You know what I mean? And when I go out and I you know do my walk, my right, my my run, my hike, it's like I get to separate from all that and kind yeah. of refuel myself. Yeah. Mm. What's up, Mike? You being a fly on the wall, what what do you think of this conversation so far? I like the picture. <laughs> oh, it, it's uh, it, it's very interesting. Uh, I'm, uh, just just uh, just amazing trying to learn uh, from other people. Mm. Uh, the more I talk to people, the more I learn. Just there, there's so many. This this world is uh, it's just amazing. It mm. just you know. Hey, that uh, reminds it, me. It's Shout just, out to Andy. <laughs> so look. Yeah, yeah, everybody. So look, out yeah. of the two books um, written by Jason and Michelle, what, what similarities do you see in the two books and what differences do you see in the two books? Just to I, participate I in the just, conversation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just, just trying to get, get the voice out there. You know, it, it's hard to get attention nowadays. Mm. Um, you not, know, not what Chris and, Rock and says. Chris, Chris Rock, um, yeah. our, a famous comedian, just said that one of the ways is either you show your butt Tragic, a tragic, yes, a tragedy. Um, be super excellent at something like you got. If you want a baseball player, you got to be the best. That's how you get LeBron attention. James, Michael Jordan. Yeah, you got to yeah. be number one. And I forgot the fourth way, but it was it was very you know modern day. He was telling the truth. One, you, you got to die, which is the worst. Something one. tragic, yeah. yeah. And it's like it's so weird how you know yeah. attention work now. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Mike, please finish that thought. Yeah. Uh, just like every, yeah, yeah. Just uh, everybody has a story to tell, and I think one way to tell is just writing a, writing a book, and yeah. that's you know it's it just just amazing, just amazing what what Jason had gone through and and trying to get get his story out there. Yeah. Wow. It just and you just, know just, I, major respect to Jason, man. Nobody could been through that, and it's not an easy thing to do. Mm. So major respect that you battled through that, man. That's the type of you know strong-minded people we need more. That, that's in the right. World. Mm. Yeah. yeah. To totally, I'm I'm totally agree with that. What 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 you said there? Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Kudos to uh, the authors because it, it takes takes a lot of time and effort. And, I was gonna say, I hope and, Michelle and, don't be in no more fast cars. <laughs> yeah. well, that's yeah. there's, there's lots of fast cars around here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Michelle has that personality. <laughs> it's life. <laughs> but yeah, you can't be afraid. You can't be afraid of life. You know what I'm saying? You can't yeah. try to avoid the things you're afraid of. You gotta face them. And probably, I'm guessing, Jason, that your book talks about that a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> so well, this damn book nearly killed me. It really did. Are you okay now? <laughs> yeah, it sure did. I, I got it in my testimony on the first page. Mm -hmm. I went into the Stone Oak Methodist Hospital in San Antonio, Texas. The doctor said that well, I was pretty much going to die. I had my obituary and we had our designated beneficiaries all squared away on what was going to happen after my death. And it was because of this book. It stressed me out and gave me a lot of blood clots and uh, I went into the ICU, intensive care unit, and uh, the physician told me privately outside the boundaries of formal rules. Well, did said, did you, know, you work? Did you still um, participate in army services during that time? 
So I was retired when I started writing this book. Well, so, I mean, I mean, after the event had happened, did you still perform? You mean when I when I fell into ship? Yeah, you know, I didn't want to talk about the ship. But. Oh yeah, I spent thirty one <laughs> years in the army, nine years overseas. So yeah, yeah, I was I was a soldier for thirty one years. Still in my after life. that. What was your highest rank, sergeant? I believe, right? Or was it well, sergeant? I started at the bottom as a private, and I went up to lieutenant colonel, which is an uh -huh. officer or executive level. Type of management level. Wow, okay. I don't even know if we could talk about army sir. I mean stories. I don't know. I don't want to talk about my brother's stories, but I heard it. Be, it was a, quite an adventure in the army, man. It, he said high testosterone. <laughs> That's what he was saying. <laughs> yeah, and it's harder to put out a book for a military soldier because we have to we have to suck it up and take it all. We can't really. We're not trained to express ourselves like a lot of folks are, mm -hmm. so it's harder to get that stuff and squeeze it out of us. So mm -hmm. it was a hard experience writing the book. So, so you're saying, Jason, that like the experience of writing it brought it all out for you, and then in, and then in bringing it all out, you were experiencing that stress. Ooh. Yes, and bringing it out, I was experiencing the stress, and I had help. I had a ghostwriter that worked with me on it, and I also have an audio book. So it was sort of like just squeezing. A towel, water, and just just a, it was like a slow we death. So then you had to experience all that that you've been keeping bottled up inside. Then yeah, I had to experience it and then express it for the you know for someone that could understand um, without all the crazy army uh, acronyms and language and so forth. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I know I know when I was writing my book too, it was it was like that in a sense that. I was realizing that so many of the scenarios that I was creating for my characters were scenarios that I was trying to figure out in my own life and the traumas of my own life and how to heal them and how to give them a happy ending, I guess, you know what I mean? Or an understandable yeah. ending where I could make sense of things Go for forward. myself and hopefully shed a light on those things for all my readers too. Yes, going forward. Because okay. life is traumatic. Life is intense. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Whether you're in the army or you're just, you know, living in Southern California, it's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Life has a vote. Life has a vote for everybody. Yeah. Real quick heads up. In about, in about eight minutes, the Zoom is going to reset. So just re-enter with the same Zoom password as before. Okay. Yeah. I understood. Okay. Yeah. So... What made Unless you guys? Somebody wants to pay for the trial. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so what made you guys want to come on this show? Let's start off with Michelle, because I like Michelle's personality. Because she's from Cali. <laughs> Thank you. He's I gonna to move to out there. Y'all should stay talk. connected. I want to talk real world talk. You know what I mean? And, and, and chat about the things we all care about. You know. Let's in the case of my book, money. like I said, like the primary <laughs> message is, is overcoming addiction and overcoming grief mm -hmm. and just overcoming all the pain that, that life brings your way mm -hmm. and how important it is to face it. So yeah. earlier on, I was speaking to Kamel and he was saying that he wanted to have conversations about conversations that generally people are afraid to have. Yeah. And, and ask the... Let's do it. And have <laughs> the um, politically incorrect responses i guess <laughs> i feel like the honest truth man. i feel like we have a good honest cipher truth. here we have people of different nationalities and races yeah. and backgrounds and ages and it's a good cipher you know are we gonna just talk we talking about presidents we talk, that's what we're talking about no 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 i think i think after covid the podcasting 
and this ability to write books to be vulnerable and speak about your feelings has and popularized. has popularized well, not. to the point where not. people of all walks of life are now like opening up and saying how they feel. Mm-hmm. Like Jason said, he opened up like it squeezed them. Like you used the word squeezed it out of you mm-hmm. to the point where you was in a hospital bed. Like you said, <laughs> blood clots and everything. Like the stress made you Jamaican. Blood clot. <laughs> That's not even what we say. What the fuck? <laughs> so, so, so you know, but Michelle had the attitude like, like this fast cars every day. Like you got to be ready. Like you yeah. just got to keep going. <laughs> and Jason is like. Even if I got to climb out the shit, like, I'm still going to keep going, too. And you talk about how you made to the executive, climbed from private all the way to the executive. Like, you climbed out the shit, you know, till you was was the boss, you know. And we all had to go through that. Mm -hmm. Um, But everyone's race is different. Everyone's life is different. Everyone's story is different. Everyone's book is different, right? And everyone... Is their own artist. You have to wait till you reach the point where you're comfortable enough to write the book. Like what you were saying, Michelle, mm-hmm. about you and your husband, like with the song in the years, book. You know? Like you had to reach that point where you were slowed down and were like, okay, now we can have this conversation. Why do you think it took this point for us to have this conversation? Because I was talking to Kamel and I was like, the real word gives us the platform to have conversations with people that generally wouldn't be having this conversation every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Which is what we need more of, you know, more communication. It's everything's communication, social, social, social. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of making us kind of pick up the pace on everything. Kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, I got to be more open. I got to be more open. Because kind of nowadays you sell, literally. Mm-hmm. Like you selling yourself on some way, shape, or form, what do you represent every day? Mm. You know, so everybody's like trying to sell what they are, but you know, for the young people, I feel like it's pressuring them because mm. now they're so young and they're like, you know, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do at seven? What am I gonna do at eight? You know, they're trying to sell themselves too quickly. Mm. But then again, all right, I'm gonna give an example, mm-hmm. right? Like Jason, you have on a green shirt, you have a green shirt, you have a military background. He's still rapping it. He's still rapping his set almost. Yeah, and then we have it. Michelle, like you have a fairy tale background almost. And then you have the piano, the books. You keep playing it's magical. Yeah. It's magical. <laughs> <laughs> like a Pantene Pro V commercial. <laughs> Can I say my, my book is about beautiful people, you know? You know the beauty in life. <laughs> and then we have Mike. Mike here is serious. He's like, I'm just here, you know, I'm just here providing Fly support. Providing wall. support. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Yeah. I'm just just uh, glad to be on and like I said, uh, it's uh I, I usually don't don't get a chance to uh, voice my my opinion that much, but th- this is good. This is good. Uh, mm. I I actually uh, was born in Vietnam, so then mm-hmm. coming here to America was tough. It's tough. We, yeah. we grew up poor, but uh, a lot of judgment in America. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of prejudice was going on. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of that stuff endures. So glad, glad I made it. Glad you made America. True. <laughs> mm. And and uh, yeah, this is in my- this is. In my childhood, I don't know about in my childhood. I didn't really feel that much um race until I got older. You know, I'll say five, six, seven. I wasn't really thinking about the you know the comparison of race or you know just my being poor, finances, all those things didn't 
make us different. You because know? when you was younger, everyone around you was the same, so you yeah. couldn't tell the difference. So you didn't feel the need to be different either. Oh, in a sense of until later on, where you know the imagery started coming. Everything was influenced by outside. Yeah, factors. I would say. Right, and I think a lot of that happens too when we. Like as kids, we don't have egos yet. You know what I mean? Like we haven't, we're just ourselves. And so yeah. as we start to develop our egos, suddenly we start to try to identify with all these different roles. I mean, and everything becomes other, like everyone else is other. And yeah. we lose that connection. You know what I mean? That like natural connection because we really are all connected, but it's just so hard to recognize it. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, it's a shame because all that otherness is created by our ego and it's unnecessary. So what's the role you feel like you played throughout your life, Michelle, or the role you were viewed as? Yeah. You know, um, I've been, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. And I, I think some of the roles that I've sort of taken on are to be, you know, a wife and a mother and an author Mm -hmm. and an artist. And I sort of feel like I want to, strip those away and just be myself and and what is myself it's like you know i want to i want to make art i want to write what do you like to do right since i was a kid you know what i mean and so i'm like let me get to the heart of the writing and when it came to writing this book for me it was like the thing that i enjoyed the most about it was learning the craft like learning how to tell a story in a more compelling way you know what i mean like what would make this scene this much more gripping and exciting and interesting so that when the reader read, reads it, they, they feel like they're there. They can feel those emotions. They can feel those feelings. Mm-hmm. And always as I wrote it and rewrote it and rewrote it, it was always like, how can I make it more exciting, more entertaining, but also more meaning? Like you, when you when you read it, you could say, wow, that was really an awesome scene or a really awesome story. But you you're thinking about it. You know what I mean? It creates like... You, you, you can't stop thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, you feel connected. You, know I mean? you become to make, connected. To make it really profound and meaningful. So yeah. as a writer, as I look at like, you know, what is that role? Like, you know what I mean? Is it just a role that my ego is trying to like, you know, be like, oh, it'd be cool to be an author. I want to be an author. It's like, no, I want, like, we all have a purpose in life. And like, there's a, a certain amount of effort we want to put out there, right? Like, like when I, when I go on a walk or a hike or a run, it's like, I really enjoy that effort. I really, it's mm-hmm. like one of the favorite things mm-hmm. I do. That's what so it's like, what is like. my favorite part of writing? Why do I mm-hmm. want to be a writer? And I think, God, it's the effort of growing and getting better at my craft and getting better at what I do and getting a more, minute. more compelling. We have less than a minute, just letting you know. That's if it oh, cuts off. Oh, it's all right before mm-hmm. it's going to cut it off. Yes, yeah, I think I think in life, everyone always has their first impressions of people before they get to know people. If I had to have a first impression just based Don't on... Don't judge a book by its cover, man. True. <laughs> Ironically <laughs> enough, we have two authors in the room. Yes. But I would say that... Off rip, Jason. He looks like an army guy. He has on the green shirt. Yes. He got the beige background. Still... Everything <laughs> army. Mm-hmm. And I would say Michelle. Like I would take it as you. You were probably more so a popular girl growing up, like the beautiful girl. But I wasn't. I wasn't at all. <laughs> and that's one of that's been one of my issues with social media. I thought God, I could go on social media mm-hmm. and cure all the pain of being so unpopular when yes. I was a teenager. Yes. And um, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we gotta wait to find out what she meant. We will find out soon, you know. What do y'all think, man? What do y'all think? Let us know. What y'all think about these stories so far? <laughs> real life events, you know, it's real life. <laughs> How do you feel about talking to people from different backgrounds like this? I mean, I, it's just real, it's the real word, man. It's, I've never been afraid to talk to people growing up in New York. Yeah. 
So it's always been um it's been it's been unspoken, but it's been spoken in a way, you know. I always felt good vibes from people. Even hey. if it was bad vibes, I knew they weren't gonna, you know, destroy me. <laughs> Rakal came back first. Yes. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm I'm back. I'm I'm excited, so And I'm there goes Jason. Back, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jason's back. We just waiting for Michelle now. Yeah. I hope everybody gets their message across. That's oh, there she goes. And that's it. Oh yes, I gotta advertise my bags before we're done. Okay, okay, okay. All right. I'm gonna say this again. We Brief are, intermission. <laughs> we are giving away baby bags. <laughs> Do <We're> to. Back. <laughs> <laughs> Brief intermission. We are giving away baby bags. Any family members? <laughs> we have two. Anybody who need baby bags, you know, this is donations. Mm. This is to the people on Flatbush. This Let me is hold to on. everybody, you know. Facts. If you need a baby bag, you can email us at TV at gmail.com. That's TheRealWordTV at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website. Or you can hit me up on Facebook. Or you can hit us up on Instagram at the Real Word Ministries Inc. On Instagram. At the Ministries Inc. On Instagram or Facebook. We got white. We got all colors. Nah, we just got white. Hey, yeah. I tell you what, from having a baby, a couple of babies, those baby bags are really handy when you need one, you need one. Yes, I got a few. <laughs> but, but Michelle, you were telling us about your glow up, right? Because you said you wasn't popular in high school. You became popular later on. And I, then, wasn't, I wasn't only not popular, I was I was despised, you know what I mean? Like, right? I was very uncool. Why? And so it's funny because I... How are you? Nerdy? No, not even. I was going to say, how are you uncool? You know, it's so funny because that's the reaction that most people have. They, they can't believe that that's a true story, but I'm telling you, it is. It, it was it was a rough time for me in, in high school. You know what I mean? I was, I was not liked at all. The mean girls had me by, you know, I was in the clutches of the mean girls, and it didn't go well for me. They were chasing you? She might have took some and I met my husband and then everyone I knew it's like oh, I have such close friends and they love me and they adore me and my family love me, you know, adore I, me I, and I gotta bring up an agenda agenda question because that's another thing that's yeah, going yeah. on around you know there's the gender topics mm. and you know there's this this saying that goes around in the man culture where we say every war is usually started by a man and a woman you know some type of war was either some man going after another woman or some woman going after another man that caused war. Mm. <laughs> so did they not like you? Because you, you said it earlier, she probably took someone's man. So I have to ask. <laughs> no, it, I think what it was is that I was... I. Oh, she was saying. <laughs> <laughs> this is it's funny because I'm working this out because I'm writing the second novel. It's called Almost Perfect. I bet. She's a ballerina and she's trying to get ahead. She, you know, she's in the New York City ballet. She's at the top. She's the that's New York City. They're all so great. And to get okay. there, you've got to have a little something extra. And so for this character, mm. she's at you know at the male students at the at the head of the ballet she's using all of her sexuality to get ahead mm. and there's a point where her sister tells you you're either going to be popular with the men or you're going to be popular with the women mm. and i think looking back and that's again about working out those things that you look back and you have these traumas mm. and these stresses in life and you look back and then you try to work them out for as an author in your in through your characters mm-hmm. and so Growth. i think in high school growing up not knowing how to get people's um support 
friendship, popularity. I was sort of subconsciously always using my sexuality to try to get ahead, and that really turned the girls off, the women off. And mm. so those are the people that I was pushing away when they they were jealous, away. as you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. There was there was a lot of jealousy. Mm. Um, so so you always been good looking then. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it didn't happen yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, you hear this? <laughs> Mike, you hear this? <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wish they had the look of. I'm, I'm just a normal look. You know, guys, we just know. You know what? The, I think I think I said it the other day. It's the same comedy. It's like you know, women yeah. beauty is powerful. But it's like look. A woman in the street, men will st people will stop the car to help her. A man in the street, nobody dr they driving right past him every time. He cannot stop traffic. Well, most of the people that are going to be helping, trying to stop to help that woman, are going to be a man, and he's going to want something for helping her. Yes, of course. But a man, you got to play. <laughs> but a woman wouldn't stop to help the man, though. All right. So here's the main conversation now. They said I men. Mean, unless he's like me, you know. The know. main conversation <laughs> now is men are judged based on how much they make, and women are judged based on how good they look. Do you feel like that is true, Michelle? Yeah. I feel like that's that's a that's a good way to put it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Jason, do that's you agree or you disagree? Well, I mean, a woman a woman wants security for the most part. I mean, yeah. throughout all time and throughout all ages, all races, they're trying to look for that cave or that person with money and the man has always been looking for sex so it's <laughs> so simple <laughs> i like jason he's simple and straight to the point that, that uh, equation that you set in motion which i think is pretty reasonable yeah. right is that a woman will then provide sex to help to get security yeah. That's right. the sort of it's a nice it's a trade mike what you think Life about that trade. oh yeah i i you know that that is pretty much a true statement uh, because uh, I, I, I've been working all my life, but I just retired. So I, I 35 years in the, in the corporate world, mm. and that, that was oh, a true man. statement. So, uh, you know you all know, about the politics, man. <laughs> it's always politics. It's not, it's not about how smart you are. It's not about... Politics know, is it's usual. You, you make the connection with the right people, know the yes. right people. Or, and, and that's how... how that's the, the corporate guys, game. Like, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit different with the, with the ladies. You know, if you, if yeah. you have pretty-looking... Yeah, pretty looking mm. face. Yeah, you, you might, it might help you more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The customer service ratings are way higher. It help you. I can't say that it hurts yeah. you, but sometimes when you try to rely on it too much, mm -hmm. um, like yeah. for example, like you were talking about social media. You know, it's like I went on social media and I thought, okay, I'm so popular now. Everyone in my my life loves me. Let me now take what I now know mm -hmm. that I didn't know before yeah. mm -hmm. and apply it. And be popular, right? Mm -hmm. And like heal these traumas of my past. And as I went out there to do that, it just didn't happen as easily as I thought it was going to. It was like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, well, let me just figure it out. Let me get better at this. Let me like take some coaching lessons, you know, yeah. and <laughs> like, yeah. do my thing. But again, what I ultimately ended up doing was reverting back to that mistake that I made as a teenager where it was like oh, I'm not getting attention I'm not getting attention mm -hmm. let me let me turn up my sexuality let me like use my looks more you know what I mean mm -hmm. and that, that wasn't a positive thing that didn't go well for me at all mm -hmm. Mike what type of um 
corporate American job did you have? Yeah, I, I was uh, with the, the federal. I was with the Department of Energy. So it was... Uh, Department uh, of Energy, what's what, that? What you, yeah, the, the, the DOE, yeah. Uh, Department of Energy. Uh, we, we, uh, I work here at the uh, Nevada test site. So what did you do? Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a, I, I'm, I'm actually a, a design authority, a design engineer. Okay, so I, cool. I have my uh, 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 degree in uh, chemical engineering. Oh, nice. So I'm um, uh, engineering. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah so, all engineers are the uh, same. Creative. <laughs> so all you guys have yeah, very yeah, diverse so, backgrounds. Everybody yeah. have very diverse backgrounds. I yeah, very diverse. Engineer. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of the, uh, the uh, uh, what you say, in introvert more than anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't get out the door very, very much. So, <laughs> so, so it's, it's good to talk to people and make the connection and learn more about other people, or other culture and other how they live their life. It, it just, you know, everybody has an in interesting story to tell. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just, just make and strike that conversation. And, and it's just amazing when, when you when you start talking to people, you know, they'll, they'll tell you their life story and, you know. And you find and it's, connections, it's you know. I feel like it yeah. helps. We made another connection. Mike, since you're Jason's brother-in-law, that means, since you're Vietnamese, that means Jason is in an interracial marriage, right? Oh, yeah. So tell so us how I'm, that's been. Yeah, so I married uh, his sister um, more than 20 years ago and uh, married. Uh, so where I, where I grew up, it was only white and black people. But <laughs> and what was that? Was Say what? Where'd you grow up at? You didn't tell us. Uh, Fingerville, South Carolina. Fingerville, <laughs> South Carolina. <laughs> that's how the Fingerville. So let's get everybody to figure. <laughs> Fingerville, yeah, like the finger. Uh, Northern Spartanburg County, South Carolina. Wow. I have to laugh. I'm sorry. So yeah, that's uh, and then uh, I went like I said. The name. I, I, the first, the first Asian women I met were in Korea, where they were in South Korea. And they and turned so you out, huh? Get attracted to. I liked Asian women, so uh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody got a preference. They turned you out in Korea, huh? <laughs> they turned you out. Yeah. That's yeah. love. <laughs> he never turned around. What do you find yeah, love? I, once, once I switched to the Asian side, I never went back. Yeah. I, I went, I went Asiatic, is what they call it. Mm. Everything. And Michelle, what do you love. think about that? You know, my, my dad's twin brother uh, married a woman from Hong Kong who had immigrated from Hong Kong, so all my cousins wow. are... You know, half white, half Chinese. Mm -hmm. And to me, it just was always the most natural thing in the world. Because that's like you were saying before, Camille, mm -hmm. like, what you grow up with is what you're used to. You know yeah. what I mean? And so... That's home court. <laughs> and what's your background, Michelle, if you don't mind? Um, I mean, I like to say I'm an American. My family's been here in America for like five generations. But... Mm -hmm. um, you know, like English and... My father you know, used to you know, wonder like if that was a distraction. So was white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Would you consider yeah. that's a name? Yeah, wow. I mean, technically, I'm Catholic, so... Yeah. What is yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> so what about your husband? My husband's Italian. Okay, okay. Right. Italian stallion. <laughs> that's awesome. He's an Italian stallion, exactly. He I really is. Mm, good no, I was just—I just watched Rocky one through five last week, and and that's three, the one, vibes. Two, so, <laughs> so yeah, so I'm really feeling like I love—I love how Pete always called him stallion. Yes, that's the—that's <laughs> the vibe. So 
you tell us the culture differences, um, because there is a culture difference between white American and Italian American. So how? Oh, absolutely. Mm. Well, my husband always says, you know, like he he doesn't think of himself as a white person. Like he he always said, like his mom would say, "What are the white people eating?" You know, <laughs> they're Italian. They're eating Italian food. Yeah. So there's there's been a lot of cultural differences. You know what I mean? Like the things that we do for holidays and the things that my family grew up doing. But we sort of all like the things that they were doing as Italians were a lot more exciting and and. Mm-hmm. Um, desirable so we sort of took on all of their traditions <laughs> mm-hmm. so what's one just, of the traditions that you like the most from the italian well, culture? okay so this is a fun one for christmas eve it's it's no meat you know what i mean so we have all seafood like a seafood extravaganza mm-hmm. and so we'll have you know, i imagine salmon and 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 fish several types of fish and um lobster mm-hmm. That sounds delicious. I mean, like it's you know, it's very exciting. My husband's an amazing cook, Mm -hmm. and so it's been really, really fun to eat all the great Italian food all the time Mm -hmm. for all the holidays and all the time. I've been so here's one stickler (laughs) that they always attach to Italians: the mob. Have you dealt with that? That's a Brooklyn thing. I mean, no. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't talk about it. Hey, we talk like this sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that Brooklyn thing. You know what I'm saying? Forget about it. We just like to pretend like we're connected to the mob and it serves us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, but no, we don't have any any associations with the mob. I swear. Yeah. The guy last week said, "I ain't telling Italian." Oh, that's what it means. Mike, like, I didn't think I was going to get this much excitement tonight. <laughs> this is good to put the cultural differences aside, you know? There could be distractions. Mm-hmm. So what you guys think about us now? Because you guys got to tell us what you think about us. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you guys are like a couple of cool guys. You're in Brooklyn, right? Yes. Okay, so, you know, you guys are making it happen. You're getting your message out. You're doing your thing. You're, you're talking to people. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Respect. You, you had fun so far tonight, Michelle? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Real conversations with real people. That's that's what we've been always doing since we've been young. So mm. I've I always come How did on... you do it? How did you start out doing it? What kind what was your mode back then? it started with um mm. I say games and some type of competitive competition. I've it, as I got an older I felt like the competition kinda, you know, ruined the friendships a little or even, you know, pulled it back. But when I was younger, those connections, especially with my brother here, we it was always, you know, good. You know, it was always good connection. And, you know, as as I think what we got in this conversation was ego mm-hmm. comes into play. Mm-hmm. You know, those good connections start becoming less and less and less. And it's like, mm-hmm. I realized more, you know, since my my father passed, you know, it's like, what are these things for, you know, these the ego is just a distraction. It's you could think of it as entertainment, but it most, is a distraction. Yeah, but most of the time it's just you know it's not motivating you to do anything. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you know I think to go back to doing things with you know love it, my the 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 leader. Mm-hmm. I I saw I run in the morning and a lot of times it's you know it's just I want to make sure my heart is running. What am I running for? You know, it's for health. It's mm-hmm. for you know for my family to know that we're still strong. Mm-hmm. You know. To let them know, don't be distracted. You know, you could get past those thoughts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think her question was like, how did we end up starting the show? Right? That's was it the show? 
And that's what you oh. meant, or you talking about life? Well, I liked everything you just said because it felt so connected with what I was saying earlier. Mm -hmm. But what I was what I was getting at is like, you know, what 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 yeah, how did you start the show? Like what were some of your earlier modes of technology to, to talk mm. to people? Um, um so I mean, he started it. Yeah. So <laughs> I would say back in two thousand and fifteen, um, I was afforded the opportunity to preach at a church. Um, and my first sermon was called The Reincarnation of Ricard G. Noel. And I wanted to depict Amen. a picture. <laughs> Amen. I wanted to depict a picture of my life story from, from then to now. So the very first picture I used was my passport picture when I came to America from Haiti. And then <laughs> I, I used... I see this picture. Yeah. Oh, I see and it. then go on my Instagram. still there. And then the very <laughs> first picture, I think, like the first top 10 on my Instagram ever. Gotcha. And oh, then, only back then? Yeah. No, I'm I, not doing that. And then <laughs> I put in the last picture was when I graduated college, almost, because it was all around the same time. And so I just preached the word about how when I was young and I told my life story, my second sermon was called that he was without sin. I held a rock the whole time. I preached the whole sermon because I'm like, yo. Y'all always talk about y'all better than everybody else, but if he was wild sin, throw the first stone. I got the rock in my hand. If you feel like it's me, then take it from me and hit me with it. If not, then I'm going to just drop it Challenge and we could build them. from there. Challenge them. It worked. <laughs> Last week, Friday, we closed on a $1.7 million um, church. Congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So after, after my third sermon now, it went viral. Um, that was back in 2015. And then I had um, about 60,000 views on that sermon on Facebook. And then people, then one day I woke up, I went viral. Like people started following me from all around the world. It was like, oh, man of God, man of God, man of God. And I'm like, you guys have the wrong person because <laughs> I don't know how you guys even follow me. Like, you're bugging. It was almost like people from all over the world started hitting me up. Like I would wake up to 600 notifications, people calling me from all around the world because that was around the time when Facebook let people call you through WhatsApp, through Messenger. Yeah, early so people beginnings. were calling me all day long, all day long from all around the world, from India, from Nigeria. The other day when you came by, I showed you the analytics <laughs> from all the yeah. countries, like the people still what calling. What they want from you? What were they calling about? A lot of times they'll call just to talk. Like they'll call me video. They'll show me their goats, like like weird stuff. Or they'll ask for money to help build orphanages. That's just support, I guess. Yeah, goats. Like they'll ask <laughs> to like pray for them. Uh, a lot of the Indian people, they'll show you a bunch of kids. They'll say they want you to build orphanages with them, or or they'll like support their business, help them. Some want to work for you or work with you. Mm -hmm. Um, so eventually now. I had all these people coming in, all this influx of people. So I said, what can I do with it? That's also the time when Facebook introduced the Facebook Live. So I started implementing the Live. I used they to be in my... about feeding the people. Yeah. So I used to be in my room in the basement, like, just doing live shows. And people used to come on and watch. And then from there, I was like, oh, people really watching. I said, let me try to build it up. So <laughs> then I would go to a library, set up a table, like, rent a meeting room, do the show like that. And people would come. Then I would so rent... So did you think it would work? I... I, I <laughs> I, I I felt like it was going to work just because I I felt like I wasn't going to stop until it did. And, that, and anything that I could have did in the process to do, I've done. Yeah. And I've done. <laughs> like, so I could say, so over time, it I just was kept, acting like back then, did you have faith? It was, well, you said you yeah, I had blind faith, bro. Stop. I had blind faith. Mm -hmm. So 
So I just kept building, like from renting studios to building. You was there by by the first yeah, season when we saw that, that boy from um, Game of Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> and then we just kept building up, building up until we eventually made this studio, the studio we in right now. That was an odd moment. Facts, and then that picture. One day we submitted for a TV special. Then we end up being on TV. Now we're in the ninth season. Then we just kept building, and everything they would say we didn't have, we went and got. Showed them the stats. And then, you know, just kept <laughs> building upon it, building upon it, from preaching to the to the Facebook show, to the TV show. Then I got ordained. I went through life, got married, had kids, like, all of that, started <laughs> all businesses. Then went back to school, did my master's, continued to do everything. People was like, you got to work with politicians. We were with politicians. We helped three politicians get elected recently. Um, went back to school, got a master's degree, got ordained as a minister. Speaking um, of politics. Started three three business. So it's like, we just kept building upon the success that we was doing. And this is my brother. Like, I've known him for years, like, since, since like, little kids. Like, you know, grew up out the mud. 20 years. So it's like, a lot of us that grew up together are still together till this day. And even though... Sometimes we're corporate, sometimes we're religious, other times we're Fitness, in the street. In order for us to preach the message that we were given, we have to preach it this way. Because the people that we're reaching, they, they're they not all in the church sitting down waiting. If we were sitting down waiting in the church, we would never reach you guys, obviously. Mm, we gotta get to technology. And <laughs> you guys never gonna forget us. I could bet you a million dollars on that. I'm not gonna forget <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna forget them either. <laughs> this moment lasts forever, you know. Whenever our past. Do you guys, do you guys play music on the show? Mm. Um. Yeah. If you go on the YouTube, we actually have a theme song that's rapped yeah. by my brother and sung by my sister, and it shows all the work that we do in the community. Because yeah. we don't only do a show; we also have a five hundred one c three nonprofit. Like last year, we fed over three thousand people. You know. I don't want to be facetious, but I fed more people than Jesus. You know. That's <laughs> <laughs> So that's there goes the rap bar right there. <laughs> so so it's like we're really touching the community, touching the people, and we're trying to meet the movers and shakers and people all around the world. Like mm-hmm. this is not a platform, this is a portal. Like mm-hmm. we invite people from all over to step into our world. That's true. And the people that we can't reach out and touch, we'll use the internet, we'll use computers. Like I showed you how much cameras we have in this room right now. <laughs> So it's that like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you think about this, Mike? You're like, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is like blow my mind. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, just just it's amazing how you how you guys started. You know, uh, getting your message across the, in in the platform you guys are using it. You know, and there, there's a different ways of doing using Facebook using. Uh, TV. It's like 30 YouTube ways now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I think it's I, really I, cool I, how you guys, like you said, there's this kind of blind faith that you say, I'm just going to keep doing it until it's done. I'm going to keep doing it until it's done. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You sort of have this trust. I think that's one of the great things about like stripping yeah. away like some of the rules our ego gives us and saying, you know what? I'm just going to do the work. I'm just going to put out the effort. I'm going to just do what feels right to do. And it sounds like that's that's what you're doing. Like, I'm going to yeah. feed the people. I'm going to yeah. get the message out. I'm going to, you know what I mean? I'm going to get the donations. I'm going to keep yeah. making it possible to do what the work is. And for me, the work is getting it out there about my book. You know what I mean? Like, like I want people to read it. Like, it. Reading what, what is this as book? Author, it was like how the, the audience that I was imagining in my mind was 
a big audience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like I want to touch and affect people with with the, the the story and with also with just the importance of overcoming our pain to achieve our dreams mm. because it's so important. We all need to achieve our dreams because it's so yeah. detrimental not to or to like you know like you're like like Ricard like you you I'm know sorry. what your purpose is. I was you trying to find her. Going <laughs> after it, you keep blindly believing and having faith, and the next thing you know, you've had more people than Jesus because you believed you could and you kept doing it. You know what I mean? And so, mm-hmm. for me, it's like, and then you probably know this too, Jason. You get out there to start spreading the word, the good word about your great story, and this book that almost killed you to write, mm-hmm. and now that work is getting it out there. You know what I mean? Is no, people know about it? So yeah, so hold it up because it, it's a big deal. Yes. Mine's mine's shining. It's all odds. I mean, I came from the bottom, and I'm trying to spread inspiration and hope to folks because I wasn't the best student in college, and I wasn't the best soldier, but I just kept on going and just kept on going. And uh, there's just so many things when I look back on it. I mean, hindsight 2020, I don't think I would have wrote this damn book if I knew how much hell I'd go through on this. Thing. Yes. But, I, I'm trying to market it, right? <laughs> yeah, well, yes. now I'm marketing it, and uh, I think there's a lot of good books out there where uh, people just set them on the platform, and they don't, they don't market it, and they don't, they, I, I don't know what the deal is. Uh, they just how, how, can we, how can we buy your book? How can, how can we oh, find it? Can yeah, we what can we find uh, Amazon, Amazon, uh, Jason Pike, uh, jasonpike.org, or uh, A Soldier Against All Odds on Amazon. Um, I have the audio book as well, and this thing was, uh, I, I know you, you're, Michelle, you want to write another book, but I don't know if I'm ready for it now. I'm, <laughs> I'm, still to, I'm still trying to gather my breath. <laughs> well, how was the experience narrating it? For me, I narrated my book as well. It's also on, on Audible on, on Amazon. And Ooh. for me, that was my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved every minute of recording it. I felt like this is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. It's you got the voice for it. Not me. Not me. You did the audio to your book. Yeah, both of them did. That's was it? I mean, for me, it was the hardest thing I ever did, but it was also just the most rewarding and the most exciting. I never had so much fun in my life. Wow. Except when I was in some of those fast cars. Okay. You have the voice for it. <laughs> Michelle, you, you have the voice for it. Yeah. So you think Jason has the voice for it? Jason does too. <laughs> Jason <laughs> sounds like he probably does character voices in the yeah. in the voiceover. Do you or you don't? No, I I speak in my own voice. Now, when I was a little kid, I could make animal sounds pretty good. But, <laughs> you know, uh, I grew up out in the country, and uh, so uh, but I come from that uh, you know that culture of South Carolina and Georgia and mm-hmm. I'm trying to get across hey you know you can pretty much do any damn thing you want to I mean I was diagnosed at age seven as, as, as a problem learner I mean on paper I mean everybody says they've got some sort of problem but nah. my mom, they sent me to uh, educational psychologist and said well you know you better let this guy go. He's not going to really uh, do much in life. That's uh, disrespect. And yet you made it to lieutenant colonel, so you showed them. Yeah, yeah. so uh, just getting through college, everybody, you know, why I wrote the book is everybody says, how in the hell did you do that? <laughs> everybody want to know the secrets. Everybody want to know what the hell. <laughs> so I said, well, that's where I'm, that's, everybody keeps asking the same thing so i figured well gotta answer the question right <laughs> yeah. gotta tell the truth gotta tell your truth mm-hmm. for real yeah. that's, that's so real. mike what do you think about the two authors confessions about their books mm-hmm. uh, yeah it uh 
Uh, I, I, I've been following uh, Jason's book, so I've been having a vested interest in his, his book and trying to help him promote the book. So mm -hmm. uh, hopefully he'll, he'll come out with uh, version two because version one is pretty interesting, but, but I can't wait. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to get that version two in my, my hand and, and, and uh, I, hopefully he'll, he'll get it out sometime in, in less than two years because I, I think uh, he was thinking about this book. It's a real world. It's a real world.